Sure, I loved pizza growing up. I still do. But you want to know what I crave? Ingolok. Boiled bowhead whale intestine. Cleaned out, of course. It was one of my top three fave parts of the Arabic. Hi, I'm Alok Edwardson, and this is the Creative Decolonization Podcast. This episode is about bias. We all have it. Let's take a minute to check it. Okay, think of me eating whale intestine. What is your reaction? Don't worry, no judgment here. If you acted thinking, gross, that's an indication of bias. If you acted thinking, that's not something I would eat, but I don't knock it, that's not bias. It's pretty nuanced, this whole thing. Bias, judgment, what's good, what's gross, what's right, what's wrong. Well, we're here to help. Bias is something we specialize in, specifically teaching others how to locate and release bias in their body and spirit. What we think is good, from food to fashion to fiction, is all grown from the unique and dynamic foundation that is you. I was raised on food from the Arctic and taught that using and eating as much of an animal as possible is how I respect the life that now sustains me. Although treating animals in this way is something I consider sacred, I don't expect everyone to eat like me. For most of human history, we had periods of starvation and mass death. All cultures did. What a person or culture values as a food source is not any of my business, unless they are cannibals. I am okay passing judgment on cannibalism and saying it is bad. While we teach acceptance of a diverse array of personal and cultural experiences, there are lines. Back to bias. It's like a check engine light, an indication of something you might need to look at. We all have it, and many of us, myself included, have biases that can be harmful to others or ourselves. I'll link a super useful article from the National Museum of African American History and Culture in D.C. about bias in case you want to check it out. I visited the National Museum of African American History and Culture in D.C. and I, I hope you have a chance to check it out. It's a really important part of American history and American identity today. And they also have a really good website if you want to check it out. So what is bias? Bias is making things bad or good for others. We all have things we like and things we don't in our own lives. It becomes a bias when you apply what you think is right for you to others in a way that tips the scales. We can also have bias against ourselves. Sometimes it's self-serving, such as making your accomplishments about you and your problems about something external, not you. Sometimes self-bias can be self-harming, such as when you don't believe you are deserving and refuse to internally accept praise, accomplishment, wellness, or anything else like that. It can be hard to recognize bias if you aren't practicing mindfulness or another form of non-judgmental self-awareness. Let's work on that for a step, recognizing when your check engine light blinks on. We're going to focus on what that feels like and recognize that your self is constantly evolving, your body, your mind, and your spirit. To understand that, we have to dive into the ocean of you. We all contain multitudes. Have you heard that? It's true. We are continually creating and recreating who we are. The first versions of who we are begin to surface quite young, between three and five years old. Our family relationships, or the lack of them, shape who we first are. They are our models, teachers, and people we look to for love. Very Well Mind has an article on the self I recommend to explore this more. I'll share it in the notes. As you grow, your concept of yourself, including who you want to be, what you think others think of you, and how you feel about yourself, grows too. 
It becomes more complex and includes your understandings and feelings about how you fit into society at large and whether or not you feel connected to community. As social beings, we crave connection and understanding with other people, animals, ourselves, and even things like trees. I got to link this great research article on forest therapy. It's a real and very cool thing. Okay, although there are close to 8 billion people on the planet in more ways to connect than ever, Loneliness is a real problem, but it's not for lack of trying to connect. So why are people feeling alone despite being surrounded by other people wanting to connect too? My mentor once taught me that loneliness is a calling from yourself to reconnect. Once I learned that and practiced recognizing and acting on it, I didn't ever stay lonely long. I always have myself, and so do you. Self-reflection is a tool you can use to champion what you love want to grow in yourself, and want to change. Healthy self-reflection isn't about pointing out what's right or wrong. It's a space to learn and work. Identifying what's good for you and recognizing that it's different than what's good for others, and that's okay, is a part of that. It's easy to think one way is good when we need one way to be right. When we need something to be right, It is usually because it speaks to something very deep, often something we are afraid of. Love doesn't need things to be right. Fear does that. Thinking what's good for one person or group is good for all is a way of colonizing what's good. So how do we not do that, right? We become aware of our biases and not beat ourselves up over them or stuff them so low we forget about them. This is easier said than done. So we developed an exercise to help people recognize bias in their unique bodies. Want to take a few minutes to try it? Okay, we'll start by taking a few deep breaths. Breath is a powerful tool you can use to ground your spirit, calm anxiety, connect to joy, and rest. Like any other tool, it depends on how you use it. Let's use it today to connect to your sacred self. Find the bottom of your breath. Fill your body with life-sustaining oxygen. Release what you don't need with your exhale. No effort required. Just ask your body to let it go. Let's do that again. Life-sustaining breath in. What you don't need out. On your next inhale, imagine yourself in your mind. See your being as if you are an extended gentle watcher. Exhale and let go of tension anywhere you might feel it. Your neck, your shoulders, chest, hips, knees, or feet. Inhale and imagine a rooted sense of peace. Flow like light up through your feet, your legs, your belly, your chest, your arms, and head. Exhale. Let this peace settle into and fill your body. Rest in your power. Power is in being as much as in doing. Inhale and give yourself permission to recognize bias in your thoughts and feelings, which is where your bias lives. Release your breath. Connect to that rooted sense of light-filled peace. 
deep breath in. On your exhale, say this out loud. I am ready to witness how I react without judgment. Breathing deeply in and slowly out on your own. Think of something close to your heart. This could be related to family, faith, fortune, or anything else. Let that surface. No one can touch this part of you unless you let them. But sometimes it feels like they can. Sometimes it feels like this sacred part of ourselves is under attack and we react in ways that are harmful to ourselves and others. Take a big deep breath in. Think of what you brought forward, whatever was close to your heart. On your exhale, imagine someone spitting on what surfaced. Take another breath in and scan your body for emotions. What are they? Exhale and release any tension or pain you feel from your body. Imagine that you are at home watching a storm through a window. You see how the energy affects your yard, but you keep your door closed. Spend a few moments standing witness to this experience, practicing not pushing it away or giving in to the emotions. Use your breath to recognize and let go. You are safe. This sacred part of you is safe regardless of what anyone else does or says. The only way someone can get you upset about what you know to be true for you is if you need them to agree with you. If you need them to see your sacred self, you are not resting in your power. Know that you create and sustain who you are. Other people may support you, but they don't hold you up. You do. The same is true when you are the one who disagrees with another person's understanding of being. Your opinion is contained in a worldview that may not understand the values and fears of that person, so we must respect what they feel and experience as personal truth. Want to explore more of this space? We suggest journaling, which is a wellness practice that can help you stand strong in yourself while respecting others' strong standings of self. I'll link the journaling resource with some great questions. We'll also share an article from Positive Psychology Research on negative emotions and how to stop them. That article is also loaded with additional resources and some helpful exercises. We're setting the stage to bring on some great guests. This is the first step in creating a safe and respectful place for those guests to share their experiences, however different from our own they might be. That's kind of the point. Want to do even more? Join us for our next workshop, Charting a New Path Using the Perseid Meteor Shower on August 11th. It's a virtual space to dive deeper into your foundations using tools from across academia, indigenous practice, behavioral health, and ancient understandings of the stars. You'll leave this workshop with a personalized wellness plan best suited to your needs as we move into the next phase of the year. 
Use this code CD podcast, no spaces, only available to podcast listeners to get 20% off. We'll leave you with this quote. Emotions aren't a liability. Sometimes they tell you what hard evidence can't. This is from the empath Meg Vera, played by Sarah Jeffrey, on the 2018 to 2023 TV series production of Charmed. Hashtag Charm Truth, hashtag Supernatural Fan. Until next time, with kindness.